Hello and welcome to another Octal FM Soundbites. I'm Gelada. And I'm Severin. And we've just, we pretty much just finished having a LAN party. There was the two of us and eight others and we got together and as we often do, about three or four times a year, get together and have a, have a LAN. Uh, and we thought that we'd talk about some of the games that we played. It's a question people often ask, you know, when they find out, once you explain what a LAN party is, um, which we've done before on the show, so we don't need to now, people are often like, so what games do you play? Do you like play against each other? Do you play together? Blah, blah, blah. So but we just kind of go through them. And also we kind of lucked out, didn't we? Because there are a lot of a lot of like deals going on and free weekends. Yeah, we did. We did it during the Steam spring clean event i think mm. they called it uh, where they had like a load of games for free that you could yeah. play both single player and multiplayer and then the wheels also the elite dangerous bonus weekend which if anyone's been listening recently know that we're both big fans of that mm. and there was also a free overwatch weekend to coincide with their anniversary for the most part if you didn't own a game at the lan it didn't matter it didn't matter no. <laughs> which really helped actually because it allowed us to play a lot of different games this land because mm. it was an extra long one we usually just do it for two nights but this one was a three night event and normally we kind of get stuck in the same few games we we play things like uh heroes of the storm is quite a popular one um overwatch is, is popular things like PUBG, uh, player unknowns battlegrounds gets pulled out but this time we played a lot of new games didn't we yeah we did we really did I guess the, the what's funny actually is the one that I played, which was Deep Rock Galactic, which is an early access game on Steam. It wasn't part of the free Steam <laughs> spring clean thing. But uh, one of the people who comes to the LAN, Alex, he had said, oh, I really want to play this game. I've been trying it out. It seems really cool. And yeah, it's in early access, um, but it's really good. Uh, you know, I really recommend it as a co-op game. We do try to find a good mix of co-op as well as um, sort of competitive games. And this is a really good co-op one. How would you describe it? It's basically Minecraft meets Left for Dead with dwarves and sort of like quite a not cell shaded and not voxel, but sort of somewhere in between um, sort of graphics kind of vibe um, a little bit sort of a little bit no man's sky but more jaggedy maybe um, sort of very colorful and it's basically you're a team of dwarves four people can play and it's a four-player co-op game which is small for a LAN when we have 10 people but that works out because there's often people playing lots of different games so yeah it's always it's usually hard to get all 10 people to agree on one game to play for, right. a, for a prolonged period of time so actually, in a way, a four-person game is actually quite good. Um, and you basically, you have four different classes and you pick a mission and the missions have varying difficulties. And you are basically dwarven miners in space. And so you get taken down onto this planet and sort of dropped into this cave and you have to collect certain resources or certain items um, and you basically work your, it's sort of got a two-phase kind of approach where you work your way down finding all these materials and then when you're done you have to like recall the thing that you're going down with this like robot thing that, that holds all of the minerals uh, and then it's then works its way back up the level and at the same time, you then have this massive swarm of, of aliens. Like the whole way through, you've got these weird alien insect things fighting you. But then at the very end, you have like a huge wave of them. And what I really like about it is that you have four very, very different classes and they work. You need all of them almost and they work really well together. And it's very rewarding as a team because they work so well together. Um, but yeah, that's Deep Rock Galactic. Um, I really like it. It did sound like quite of a hectic game. From, yes, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't play it unfortunately because I was going to pick it up, but 
like everyone else wants to pick it up because it gets only four pe- people unless you've got eight other people to play you know it's, it doesn't work as much but it did sound like a a lot of cooperation a lot of sort of like i'm doing this you need to run over here and do that and you know that's that's one of the benefits of the land party because you are next to yeah. those people who are doing those things with and it's just so much more of a tangible experience uh when you're doing that kind of thing next to someone rather than like over discord yeah. or something. and actually that plays in really well to a couple of the games that you played as well because the two games that you played were actually asymmetric which we're yes. seeing a lot more of nowadays i think and you know, the sort of like 4v1 style. And that works so well yeah. in a group, which is really beneficial to lands, actually. What were the what were the two that you played? Well, the, one of them was one of the free games on the Steam weekend, which was Dead by Daylight. And it's been out for a little while now. And it, it's an asymmetric game, like you say. So it's uh, one person plays kind of one style of game and then four other people play, play another style of game. And you both have kind of like opposing objectives. So the, the, the gist of this one is that there's four kind of survivor type people who uh, have to escape this area that they're trapped within by repairing some generators and escaping via like a big exit door and then the other player plays as like a killer like um like a big axe murderer or whatever and they have to go around hunting the the players down and put them on these big sacrificial hooks mm. to sacrifice to this weird entity thing. <laughs> it was great because when we were playing it, uh, I think you'd gone to bed by this yeah. point, actually, but we were playing it when there were the big thunderstorms oh, were happening yeah. <laughs> in the south of England. So we, we turned on some like creepy music and we turned all the lights down and we opened the windows for the thunder and the lightning. It was really cool. It was a really fun game for a LAN environment because of the, you know, like we said, it's great to be able to communicate and sort of like, you know, just chat about the game or have some fun with it. But it also was good because even if you lose as one side of the, the game, it doesn't feel too bad because it wasn't like a fair fight, if that makes sense, because it wasn't, you're not playing the same game. Right. So it kind of, you're both playing very different yeah. games. So if you as the killer win, the other team doesn't feel too hard done by because it wasn't like they were outplayed in the same thing they were doing right yeah, yeah. I know, it's kind of hard to describe but i just find when you because the losing is the worst part of video games because obviously everyone wants to win but in a land environment you don't want that sort of saltiness you know yeah. and you try and avoid it wherever possible mm. and it is hard but i think in these sorts of games it does a good job of avoiding that um because it's always a fun experience nonetheless and then you kind of swap stories about oh i was you were right next to me when i was doing this and you know oh you walked right past me uh which is absolutely fantastic it it led for some really great moments that one was one that we played quite a lot of and because it was free like we said lots of people got involved throughout the weekend uh which was super awesome uh and then one that we did play as well another asymmetric game we didn't play as much unfortunately because it required a bit more setup was uh mass exodus yeah. Which I think you saw is playing on the VR headset, the Oculus. Yep. And that one is, it's VR only for Oculus and HTC Vive. And one person who wears the headset basically acts as like this kind of like floating iron giant like robot. And he is like looking over a factory of all these robots, like little human sized robots walking around. And amongst those those robots there's like hundreds of them there is the four players or up to four players at least anyway who are sharing a split screen like just without the headset on who look exactly like the robots and the idea is you have to try and kind of blend in hmm. so that you don't get noticed and and the goal is to kind of either shut down the power generators which are powering the giant robot for the the normal players to win or for the the person the vr headset to sort of find and identify the the humans amongst the robots sort of thing uh, and everyone has like powers they can use to sort of like trick each other and sort of like fool them into kind of giving away that they're human rather than AI controlled and stuff like mm. that. It's really cool. Like 
you wouldn't think or initially when when sort of virtual reality headsets like the Rift and the Vive started to come out I never really thought that they would have an application for lands because you always just you always just made that assumption of like oh you'd you'd need everyone to buy one and then everyone's going to be sat there in a VR headset and how weird is that mm. but actually it works really well in this exact situation. You had five people playing a game with one headset. Like you only needed one yeah. headset. And th- and actually it forces the person with the headset to not be able to like scream watch or anything like that. You know, things that you normally yes. have a problem with at Alan, which is great. And it just adds a, such a great social dynamic. And you wouldn't be able to do that in a, you know, apart from each other. You need to all be together. It's split screen. It's, Definitely. It's... That made the huge difference. Like, I don't know if the game can be played over LAN, like from multiple computers. I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think it can be. But even if it could, it wouldn't be as good. It no, really exactly. It's, it's kind of that sort of blend between party game and a little bit more serious. Because the thing is, is a Rift is not really a party tool because of the setup and you know and the fact that it's quite serious and it's expensive and that kind of thing so as a result it actually fills a really good niche of sort of like Mm. sophisticated party not sophisticated but you know what i mean like more complex party game more of an actual video game rather than a party party game yeah like the equivalent to when we play like the jackbox packs for example Right. exactly exactly it covers that same niche Mm. but in a very different way exactly it's really great like it's, it's so good when you think about it there's, there's a few similar games like the um, Keep Talking and Nobody yes. Explodes yeah, game yeah. where you have to like talk them through the bomb disposal and, and things like that. And that for me, and this is kind of going off topic a little bit, is definitely where VR shines outside mm. of the just immersion aspect mm. that it can offer. Absolutely. But yeah, so it's like the three, there's a couple of sort of similar games there, you know, these kind of asymmetric ones and then sort of a bit more classical kind of co-op Minecraft Left 4 Dead <laughs> mashup. Um, there were a few others as well that we played, things like this, the new Stardew Valley multiplayer, which was really great and has a LAN mode as well, which is... which is That might you know, even warrant a full episode yeah, for of, maybe. I think you're right. Maybe we need to get Tony back on as well. Yes, because it was she was one of the ones that we played it with. So yeah, look out for that. Um, what else was there? Just a laundry list of stuff. Uh, Speedrunners as well, which was cool. Oh, that was fantastic! But we we anticipated playing that for like maybe like half an hour, and <laughs> um, we ended up playing for more than three hours. People also straight. played it when they went home as well. I saw that one person was playing through the the story mode. <laughs> oh, it, it's so addictive! It, it's so satisfying. The mechanics of it just feel really satisfying when you yeah. do it. Very similar feeling to Celeste. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Alien Swarm, I think, as well, wasn't there? That was free. That's a free one um, to play. Yeah, that's just free all the time. This is the thing, like, you think... I know we've said before, LAN parties aren't dead, and this just kind of reiterates it. Like, all of these... Like, Stardew Valley having a LAN option for playing, you know, all of these asymmetric games that really need groups of people to be together... Um, and all of these co-op games coming out it's just like it, it's a, actually a really really great time to go to a LAN so come along no. <laughs> yes organize one yourself go to one of the big events if you're in the UK you've got like the insomnia Definitely. events uh, and I'm sure there's many elsewhere out in the, in the yeah, world go along and try them out either with friends or just go and meet new people maybe play some of these games when you go got, yeah you got suggestions out and because a lot of these are either free or on free trials you don't even have to like you know pony up a lot of money to be able to Absolutely. play them but yeah so that's that's the games that we played at the most recent LAN. Maybe we'll do another one of these after the next LAN and we could be a yeah, little... Yeah, maybe we could do like a, a rundown of new experiences each LAN. Absolutely. But in the meantime, yeah, catch us again for another episode of Soundbite in a couple of weeks.